Because I think this is what God's been doing. It says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. With all of our heart, with all of my heart, I believe this, the grace of God is the most powerful thing for the change of people and the change of this world that has ever existed. And it has appeared to everyone. It is available to everyone. The grace of God. That God loves you even though you're a mess. That he's got, he's got healing for you even though you don't deserve it. He's got answers for your lives even though you shipwrecked. That God loves you. The grace of God and it brings salvation. It's appeared to all men. And it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly uh, passions and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives. And we've seen God change people. We've seen God change me. As we've grown in our faith and in our walk, we've seen God say, no, this has got to go. And we've seen God say, you've got to step up into this and you've got to stop doing that and you've got to start doing this. And we've seen God do that in life after life as we turn our lives over to him. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. And so we set our eyes on the hope that is beyond all hopes, that God is coming again, that Jesus will return for us as his people and we will live eternally with him. And then it says this, verse 14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness, and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And so we say this, we talk about as a church, here's our mission. We are sharing God's redeeming work with everyone we can share it with. That God has a redeeming work. And so the the passage in Titus is this, he gave himself for us to redeem us. Have you been redeemed? Has God taken the broken pieces of your life the mess that you've made, the the failures, the mistakes, the, the wounds, the hurts? Has he redeemed the darkness in you? Is he redeeming those places in you? That's a testimony to the power and the love and the grace of God. That's what we're about as a church, sharing that, seeing that flower, seeing that flourish. And so we want to just talk about that today. So we're going to start off with a song that just sings about that a little bit. And as Melissa sings that, you can think about God's redemption in your life. Wipe away 
every stain. Now I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. I'm redeemed. All my life I have been called unworthy. shame and regret But when I hear you whisper, child, lift up your head I remember, oh God You're not done with me So we're going to open up a time for you to give thanks to God for what he's done in your life, to celebrate what God's doing here in our church. We asked a few people to start us off in that. So Don, I'm going to ask you if you come on up uh, and begin this morning. Uh, There's some folks that we just felt like uh, have been a real blessing to us and encouragement to us. And so we thought maybe they shared a little bit about what God's been doing in their lives. Uh, then that could kind of get us going this morning. So we're going to start off with Don. Mm-hmm. That's all. Good morning, everybody. It's a lot different view looking this way than this way. A little bit. I, uh, I thought all week about what I was going to say today. And after Melissa's song and hearing Mark about redeeming, that just went out the window. <laughs> so I kind of kind of shoot from the hip. Uh, me and my family have been coming to Hope now for about four years. 
and uh, when I walked through this store the first time to come here, it was really so my mother could see my son and get some, you know, baby time with him. He was about six months old. And uh, I was about as broken as a young man could get, financially, spiritually, morally, and ethically. I was talk about a wall of a facade of what I put up, didn't want anybody in. I was a total mess. And I came in here, and to say something touched my heart is an understatement. Uh, the sermons, the prayers, I remember sitting back there right where my stepfather was sitting there and getting choked up and welling up and not wanting anyone to see me cry because uh, I was just broke. I was a total mess. And uh, he's still working on me, but I don't feel like that today. And praise God for that. I, uh, th- this church family has been Unbelievable. It, uh, it, it really has. To, uh, I got to give all the credit to God. If, if I'm half a good father and half a good husband, it's because of him. I mean, I, my wife should come up here and give testimony on what I was. and I mean, she can probably do it better than I do. Uh, the, getting involved in this church, you know, I thank God that I can serve a little bit here. I see old friends that I went to fifth grade with. You know, I get to praise God and our kids are in you know, Sunday school together. I mean, that is amazing to me. I've made very close new friends and uh, the leadership team and the pastor and his family to say that, I mean, I'm just blown away. I could sit up here for an hour and I'm really shooting from the hip here. This is not at all where I wanted to go. But um, to, uh, to be a part of this church and what this church has done to me and my family, it's a, uh, it's been beyond a blessing, and I am humbled that uh, I, you know I get a second chance in life today because he's re- he is he's redeeming my soul, and I'm so thankful for it. Amen. I really am. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be up here. You know, happy anniversary, Hope. Amen. You know, and uh, praise God. I'm looking forward to being in this for another ten years. So, thank you. All right, we're going to have Lisa come up. Come on over here. There you go. This isn't what I'm comfortable in doing, so I'll start by saying that. But um, five and a half years ago, God had a plan. And I'm actually glad that I chose his plan and not my own because God was clearly working his magic the night that my sister sat me at Mark and Dana's table at my nephew's rehearsal dinner. After telling my sister how nice I thought they were, she invited me to come out to church. And it wasn't until two and a half months later that I was faced with one of life's not-so-pleasant obstacles. I'm thankful, though, that I didn't let fear get the best of me, and I took a leap of faith and walk through the doors at Hope. God had a plan, and that plan was that Hope would become my church and my family. And so much has happened in five and a half years, and I can only say that God's been working wonders in my life. He's shown me that he is there when I'm going through the motions, aware of what needs to be done, but so unaware of how I'm going to do it. He's been there 
when I'm criticizing myself and questioning whether I have what it takes to be a godly woman. He was there when I took a leap of faith and got baptized and proclaiming out loud that he's my savior is something that set me free. My heart has been so open to change that it's often scary. I have always been a take control kind of a person and change was just a word that wasn't in my vocabulary. And when I opened my heart and my ears and my mind, I was able to hear his faint whisper. And God has softened my heart and helped me learn that control is something that I need to let go of. When it came to my kids, control was taking over me. (laughs) And making me somebody I didn't want to be. I had to let go. I will continue to teach my kids right from wrong and hope. I'm so sorry. Sorry. I will continue to teach my kids right from wrong, but pray that they will do the right things. But I'm realizing that I can't control them and what they do. They have the same freedom of choices that I have to do the right things and also to do the wrong things, and I will love them regardless as God loves me. God has given me strength to depend on him when I'm in constant worry mood. He's eased my mind and helped me relieve some of the stressors that I put on myself. He's been faithful and reminded me that he loves me even when I fall short and I fail. He's helped helped me to take a different approach to life in general. He's taught me that words must be spoken carefully and in a non-judging way. Having difficult conversations with my kids, my family, and friends is just that, difficult. When my heart is open, God's worked wonders, giving me the words that I might not necessarily speak on my own. And so many times he's answered prayers and gave me a clear picture that it was him in control. So many times it wasn't the answers that I wanted to hear, but he was faithful nonetheless. I used to believe that if God needed something important done, that he would have someone who had it all together to do it. I've realized, though, that the best people for God's job are people that don't have a perfect life or perfect faith. My life has been far from perfect, but the best part about this is I have a God God who loves me perfectly and without judgment. So I guess you can say that my life is perfect. Failure has been a word in my vocabulary that I wish was non-existent. Many times I have felt and still still feel that I'm a failure. I ask myself how God could ever love someone who's a failure like me, someone who will just keep messing up no matter how hard I try. And what he's been teaching me is that through my failures, he could be working miracles through me. Maybe he's using me to shine a light on somebody else. I want to continue. I continue to grow each day, and I just want to thank. Where are you? (laughs) Pastor Mark and Dana and my church family for accepting me for me and for continuing to provide wisdom and sound advice. I couldn't have gotten to where I am without you guys. And 
Most of all, I want to thank the Lord for being my Savior and for being unchangeable, unshakable, but most of all, unstoppable. All right, one more, and then I'm going to open it up. And Mike, maybe you can grab this for me when Greg's done. And then you have a chance to share. If you're thinking about sharing, I would encourage you to be brief so that we can have as many possible that want to participate. Greg? Good morning, everybody. What can I say but uh, praise the Lord? Uh, That's my favorite saying because uh, what he has done in my life is amazing. So many things that... uh, he blessed me with, gives me strength. Uh, every day I wake up in peace and I'm happy. And uh, just knowing that I can give anything that I have to him and he gives me peace and comfort and gets me through every day is amazing. He has blessed me with an awesome fellowship here that uh, only God's hands could do this. A great pastor. I have a great job. I love my job. He has bonded a friendship with Bob, and I know Bob 35 years. He has blessed that and blessed everything that I have. What I have is all the Lord's. Uh, I just can go on and on. He's done so much for me. He's brought my relationship with my sister to a great meaning to me, and we're working on my other sister, and I know he's going to give me peace there. He's just done so much for me in my life, and I love every one of you. I pray for you every day. Praise the Lord. And, uh, we live on his strength, and let's keep hope going. All right, so maybe you have something on your heart you want to share about what God's been doing in your life or about... Um, it's one of the ways God's ministered to you, how redemption has come uh, to you. Anybody want to share something this morning in, in praise to the Lord? Scott, we'll start with you. Yeah, I could go on about my life forever and ever, but I, let me just say that the three people that just stood up there and it was hard for them to do, I thank God that they did stand up there uh, because, you know, this, I think it was Lisa, I forget her name, but she said, you know, she was apologizing for how she was was doing up there or whatever. And I was thinking, you go, girl, because we, we want to hear it. Yeah. And we need to hear that. That's right. Everybody's sitting back here and saying, oh, geez, you know, oh, I don't want to do that, hear that. That's, that's wonderful that they got up there. And said, really, how all of us feel. Amen. Amen. Won't be a lot of opportunity, so don't wait. If you want to share, share now. We'll get Patty here. Um, Yeah, first of all, I want to say hi, Scott. That's my husband over there. Um, They're married. I couldn't find him. Anyway, um, I just want to say that um, I've been in church for over 50 years. Okay, we'll just call it that. I've been to a lot of churches, and usually when I go to a church, I'm fully involved in it. I've been in tiny churches where you had to do every single ministry to giant churches where nobody would know if you were there or not. Um, and 
I'll just say this. Uh, my son got married about five years ago, and one of our friends that we kind of lost a little touch with, but she was invited to the wedding, and she's like, you know, there are some weddings when you go there, and they just have that feel. It's like it, everybody's all in and connected, and it's just a warm feeling. She goes, Pat, this is that kind of wedding. And I just want to say, like, this is that kind of church. Amen. I've only been here probably a little over a year, and it's just the kind of church where I don't even know a lot of people, but it just is you come in and you know that this is a place that you can, uh, you can live your Christian life and serve and just enjoy, and it's just really a blessing. So Amen. we really thank Hope for being that for a lot of people. Praise Thanks. the Lord. Amen. You might know this one over here. Um, I'm just going to, should I say who I am? <laughs> Say whatever you want. Okay, my name's Emily, for anyone who doesn't know. I'm going to read Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever. Um, I would say that that is one of my all-time favorite verses. Um, Before coming to Hope, my family and I had been at the same church uh, my whole life. I was baptized there. I got saved there. Um, I was in youth group there. And I believed that we would spend, um, as far as I could tell, the rest of our time there, I thought I would be getting married in that church. And when I was 16, we reached a point where we all kind of realized that um, that wasn't where we were supposed to be anymore, but it was really hard because we had been there for so long. And, um, I remember we were sad, but, um, the summer that hope started, we coming, we started coming out to Wednesday nights for a Bible study and we all just felt, um, God working and calling us to come to hope. And so, um, we left our church and it was a huge leap of faith and it was scary, but, um, just like that verse says, uh, God did immeasurably more once we came to hope than we could have ever imagined. Um, I can honestly say that uh, being at hope, this is where I have grown the most spiritually. Um, I look at when I turned 16 and came here, that is when I would say I really just um, made my relationship with God my own and not just um, a part of my family anymore. And um, being at Hope is where I have grown most spiritually, emotionally. Um, I've formed the best friendships here. This is where all of my best friends are. Um, and through a series of crazy God events, that's uh, this is the first place that I saw the man who will now be my husband. Um, so it's just awesome. And Hope is just a constant reminder of, you know, when we take that leap of faith, uh, God will do more than we can ever imagine, um, even if it's scary or sad at the time, um, he is going to restore that. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. The microphone. I'm going to cheat here. That's my daughter. Okay. Um, 
I was just telling my wife last week, uh, after the uh, worship service last week, um, there, you know, you've heard the saying, the only thing you can take to heaven is your children. Uh, I'm standing there looking at my daughter, uh, praising God, uh, up there singing, singing to the Lord. And uh, as she said, she met her future husband here as a drummer. And last week, he's up there playing the drums uh, and praising God. Uh, and I know that that's eternal stuff, uh, not stuff that's just going to be here on earth. And uh, that's what hope uh, means to me and my wife, is our family. Amen. Lorraine Becker. Good morning, everyone. Sorry, Mark. I swear, every time that I'm not going to do this. But the Holy Spirit keeps pricking me, saying I would be remiss. And like Lisa, I really don't enjoy this either, believe it or not. But I want to say, too, real quick, a combination of the first three speakers, I think, really says a lot. You know, Don's saying it wasn't what he planned, but it's perfect proof. There's a lot of Christian cliches, if you will, that that, uh, man plans and God laughs. You know, he he takes your plan and he twists it completely around and he presents it the way that he wants it presented. Thank you, Jesus. And for Lisa, you know, how we're redeemed and we're accepted and we're truly treasures in the eyes of God for anybody who feels any less than that. <clears throat> and last for me, because it is about hope and it's the birthday of hope, I came here about four years ago after being raised uh, Catholic. But I knew there was something inside me, obviously, that had to burst forth. I got really stagnant and not... About four years ago, after my grandson was born, I came here and completely pressed forward, found all the things that were missing in Catholicism, got a better uh, Christian education by the, with Mark's presentation and his family. And, and lastly, unfortunately, as most anybody here that knows me, not shortly after I came here, pretty much raising my grandson, I was diagnosed with cancer. <clears throat> but... Uh, It was not pleasant, but Mark prayed with me, and I clothed myself in the armor of Christ, and in my opinion, with his grace, I marched right through. Pretty much didn't skip a beat, and I'm written for Satan to throw something else at me and just go ahead and do it all over again, but it's a great church. Um, Like Lisa was saying, as long as you're willing and your guard's down and you open your ears and your eyes and your heart and you let go and you let go of control, God will, will do wonderful things in your life. Thanks. Short enough? Okay. All right. Anyone else? Steve. Thanks, Mike. Uh, My name is Steve Jones, and, man, how fast 10 years goes by, huh? It's unbelievable. Uh, Emily was talking about, you know, when she was 16 years old. My daughter was 16 as well. And since then, she has uh, met her husband uh, at this church. She has now had a baby, and uh, we'll have her second very shortly. Um, my other daughter has met her husband, and there's just, things happen so quickly. Um, like Lorraine, I had have gone through cancer, and uh, it's just amazing how fast these years go. But like with any family, 
we, we grow, we see new people come into the family, we've seen a few leave and the heartbreak of that, but what I've seen through the whole time is just the spirit of God moving in everybody. I've seen lives changed, and that's just so encouraging. I have been blessed with a lot of friends, and I've seen the sincerity of my friends here just amazingly displayed for me in the middle of hard times and good times, and I can vouch for every everybody on the leadership team and those people who have been there in the past. From my perspective, there's just no better group of people, and I'm just proud to be part of this body, and, and I just praise God for the uh, opportunity to be here and for us to continue on for the next 10 years or more. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We're running out of time, so if anybody else would like to share, Bob. Um, Mark, I'd like to, um, and I'm not putting you or Bob or anybody else kind of up here on a pedestal. Um, and, and being a uh, former pastor's son, so I know all about that. But I want to thank you and Bob and the ones that were involved for the leap of faith, as Emily was said a little bit about the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were together 11, 12 years ago with all that stuff, and then you still wanting to do this, even though at times you didn't, but you still stepped out a leap of faith. Um, and this is what has happened because of you listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, and I'm, I've been here about a year and a half, two years, I think, somewhere. As you get older, you start losing your time. I, I, I still think I'm 40 years old, but my body's telling me differently. But um, I just want to thank God that he brought me back here with you guys. Um, I absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, know that I should be here. Amen. And I just want to praise him and thank him. Thanks, Mike. My husband never calls on me. It happens to young adults all the time. So thanks hooking me up. I um, I just have this verse and I love it. And um, I never cry or get emotional. So First uh, Corinthians says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And I think like Bob said and uh, Emily said, when we started this church, it was born out of a lot of brokenness. And I think back, God prepared this. And that's crazy because I think you don't take broken, busted up things and then do good with them. But his glory just shined through. And I'm grateful that we're here. Emily stole my other favorite verse. God has done immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Um, My daughter, Kylie, who got married yesterday, or what day? Losing my time. That means I'm getting old. Friday, um, actually the day, July 18th, was the day we had our first service at Bob's house 10 years ago. And um, when she was 10, she uh, painted a, a plaque and it's bad kid handwriting, 10 years old. But the verse she chose was Ephesians 3.20. And it's painted on a plaque in my room. And I just remembered thinking, 10 years ago, it did not feel like God was going to do more than we could ask or imagine. But he has. And it's been unbelievable. So I wanted to share 
you. I'm sure we could, we could testify all day. I, I want to do a couple other things. We're going to close with some song, but let me just say this as we kind of close. Thank you, Mike. Um, I, I hear this a lot, and so I want to clear this up. A lot of people say, thank you, Mark, for following the Spirit's calling. That sounds so nice and so clean, so faith-oriented. I did not want to start this church. I didn't start it because I was surrendered to the Spirit. I didn't start it because I knew God wanted to do something. I had a group of people around me who called me to account. When I said, I will never do ministry again, I want no part of it. There were faithful brothers and sisters who said, but Mark, I think God is doing this. And I sent them out. They, they cornered me. One week, I had four conversations that went exactly the same way. It was, so now, why are we not thinking about possibly starting a church? And I was like, well, that's not something I think we should do. And my family. Now, didn't you say, Mark, that you were going to do whatever God asked you to do? Yeah, of course, of course. Well, what if he calls you to do that? Well, I don't want to talk about that. You know? <laughs> and eventually, after the fourth conversation, which was with Pat, I said, I don't want to talk about this anymore, anybody. So we, we were having Bible study, but Bible study became, Mark is going to sidestep this. And so I said to everybody, I want you to, you'll remember this, I want you to pray about this. I don't want anybody to come talk to me about starting a church. I want you to go pray about it so that you won't talk to me about it anymore. And we're going to take at least four weeks. And I'm thinking, that'll let it die down. So we waited six. And then people started coming saying, weren't we going to get back together after four weeks and talk about, because God's leading. And I was like, oh, no. And we sat down together and we went around in a circle and said, what, what's God been doing in your heart? And, and God used them to start this church way more than he used me. And that's a testimony to how God works. Because it makes sense that if you're going to have a guy who's going to lead and pastor, he should be the guy who knows. Very rarely have I been the guy who knows what the right next step is. I'm usually out of sync. But it's because God is leading, and it doesn't matter. As long as we're willing to follow him, it doesn't matter if we understand or don't understand. And so for those of you who were there, I want to say thank you. Because your gift of faithfulness to me has been producing fruit has been growing and flowering into the productivity of the Spirit. Some who were there aren't here anymore. Some who were there have really fallen into hard spiritual spots. But those of you who are still here, wow. And I will say this. After we left Bob's house in a living room with 20 of us sitting around a circle, which, by the way, is why we do communion how we do it, because the first time we did communion, it didn't feel right to have trays passed around in a living room. So we just said, take your chairs and let's make a circle and we'll pass it around. And we were like, man, we love this. Let's keep doing it. And so we just kept doing it. And so now we have 200 in a circle instead of 20. Then we moved to a couple more places. And man, did we see God's hand in the leading, even in where we met. And if you've come and been a part of hope when we were at Friends of Israel or while we were at the fire hall, or while we were here, you are no less a part of our heart and soul. 
you are every bit a part of our family. Just like Dustin's not less a part of my family because he was born last, you know. <laughs> Just because he showed up last doesn't mean he's, oh, sorry, wish you were here first, then you would have really mattered, you know. <laughs> so if you've been here a month, if this is your first day, if you've been here 10 years, we are thankful. And we together give praise to God for what he has done here in this church. That God is using us together. That this isn't a one-man show other than the fact that it's God's show. And we want him to be honored and glorified. And so what we're going to do is this. Put together just some pictures uh, and some music to kind of take you on a little bit of a journey through what we've seen over 10 years. And so we're going to play that. Then we're going to kind of, then Kathy's going to sing for us just a song that reminds us about where we're going, what God has in store, and then we're going to give praise together. And we'll stand and sing and just lift up our hearts in praise together. So if we could start with that video, and then we'll kind of close out the service. I'll close this in prayer at the end. All right?
Take a rest from the fight Don't try to figure it out Just listen to what I'm whispering to your heart Cause I know this is not Anything like you thought The story of your life was gonna be And it feels like the end Has started closing in on you But it's just not true There's so much of the story That's still yet to unfold And this is going to be A glorious unfolding Just you wait and see And you will be amazed You've just got to believe The story
together. I'm going to play that one more time and get these monitors settled. That way y'all can hear so you can sing out.
give him praise today. We're going to close our service with a word of prayer just to give thanks and give thanks with me in your heart if you would. And then like I said, there's some cupcakes in the back to celebrate our birthday and make sure you get a, a, a little brochure for the day and all that, but make sure that we live thankful. We live expectant because our God is great. He is God alone. He's unstoppable. So let's give him thanks today. Let's pray. Father, we come with hearts that are filled up to give you praise because you are God alone, high above all others. You are our redeemer and our savior and our rescuer. You are a God who sits on high that every part of creation brings glory to you. You are worthy of all the praise. So Father, I pray that this day your people would lift you up in our words, in our actions, in our hearts, in the way that we pray, in the way that we sing, in the way that we share joy, in the way that we share hope, that we as your people would bring glory to you, that your name would be magnified, lifted up here in this place. And in our lives, Father, we are not a church because you've called us to come together in some kind of holy huddle where we just get together and and talk about how good you are. This is a moment of refreshing, a a moment where we recenter our thoughts on you and and your goodness and your, your priority, your purpose in us. And so we are launched from here into a dark world that needs the hope of Jesus to shine brightly in us. We need it to shine in our homes, Father. Our children need to see you. Our spouses need to see you. Our lives need to be built in your power and in your strength. And so, Father, refresh in our homes, revive in our lives that sense of your presence in everyday things. As we go this week into work, to school, to all the things we have to do, may the glory of our God be on our lives so that people can see how great our God is and give their hearts to you. I thank you that you call to all men, that the grace of God has appeared to all men. Help us, Father, be a part of your work in calling people to believe. I pray, Father, for those who are your children, who maybe are far away or or who maybe are stressed out or overwhelmed, broken, bruised, hurt, discouraged, dark. Father, renew your spirit in their lives this day. We've seen it again and again. Father, your redeeming work, do that in your people. And Father, if there's anyone in our midst today that has not given you their lives, maybe they thought they did, but they never really thought about it. Or maybe they just don't know where they stand with you. Father, I pray that they would see your goodness and they'd say, I have to have that. I have to have that. It's the only thing that that really does anything is God in me. And so, Father, if they've been waiting and wondering, maybe this is the moment and this is the day where they could just say to you in their heart, Father, right now, come in, save me. Be my God, be my Savior, be my Redeemer. I put my life in your hands by faith. And Father, I pray that they would do that by faith in this moment. And now, Father, we've given you praise but we've only just given you a taste of what you're worthy of. And so I pray that our praises, our thanks this day have filled your courts and been sweet to your ears, that your heart is full 
of joy because your people praise you. And we give you thanks, Father. We are humbled by your work, blown away by your power. And so, Father, as we go from this place, we go with thankful hearts for all that you have done, but we also go with expected hearts because we know that we haven't even imagined what you have in store. And we can't wait to see where you take us next. And so, Father, we want to follow you. Lead us, we pray, in your strength and by your wisdom. We give our hearts to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless.